كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار we begin by praising Allah, we praise Him and we ask His help and we seek His forgiveness. And we seek refuge in Allah from the evil inside us and from the evil consequences of our bad actions. Whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides, no one can misguide. And whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaves to go astray, no one can guide. I testify that there is no God to be worshipped but Allah and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger of Allah. Brothers and sisters, my topic today is the rights of the oneself. So pay attention and listen carefully. And I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we will all benefit from the Jumu'ah. Brothers and sisters, narrated by Abu Jahfa radiallahu who said that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made a bond of brotherhood between Salman al-Farisi and Abid Darda. May Allah be pleased with them. Salman al-Farisi, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made a bond of brotherhood between Salman al-Farisi and Abu Darda. May Allah be pleased with them. Salman paid a visit to Abu Darda, and he met the wife of Abu Darda, Ummu Darda, and he found her dressed in a shabby clothes, and he told her why she was in that state. She said to him, your brother Abu Darda, he's not interested in a luxury or a pleasure of this dunya anymore. In the meantime, Abu Darda came home and he prepared a meal for his brother. And Salman al-Farisi asked him to eat with them. But Abu Darda replied, I'm fasting. Salman al-Farisi said, I'm not going to eat unless you eat with me. They ate. And my brothers and sisters, Abu Abu Darda got up to pray Qiyamul Layl, to pray the night prayer. Salman sent him back and he said, go back to sleep. After a while, he woke up again to pray. Salman said, go back to sleep. And toward the end of the night, they both woke up and they prayed together the night prayer. 
bin Salman al-Farisi radiallahu anhu says something very, very meaningful and very, very profound. He said, Ya Abu Darda, inna li rabbika alayka haq, wa inna li zawjika alayka haq, wa inna li badanika alayka haq. He said to him, O oh, Abu Darda, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your Lord has a right upon you. Your wife has a right upon you. Your nafs has a right upon you. Your body has a right upon you, so fulfill the right or give everyone his right. Give every one of those his right. Brothers and sisters, this hadith highlights the moderation in worship. Because when Rasulullah heard what Salman said to Abu Darda, he said, Faqaha Salman. Salman has said the truth. Salman have said the truth. Brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes the deed that it's done continuously, even if it's a small one. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes the deeds that it's done regularly. And it will also have an everlasting reward. In a contrary, the good deed that is done in a short period of time will also receive short return. Brothers and sisters, Your body has a right over you. Your body has a right upon you. And you have to enjoy the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed for you. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as Anas narrated in Al-Bukhari wa Muslim that some of the companions of Rasulullah asked one of the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about his actions, about the deeds that he used to perform in private. They said after one of the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him about the actions and the deeds of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which, is, which are done in private, one of them said, Amma ana, as for me, I fast and I don't break my fast. The other one said, I pray all the night and I don't sleep. And the third one said, and I don't marry women. Upon hearing that, Rasulullah came out and he said, What is the matter with these people saying such and such? As for me, this is the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As for me, I pray and I sleep, I fast and I break my fast, and I marry women. And this is my sunnah. And whoever turns away from my sunnah, he's not a part of me. He does not belong to me. And this is the teachings and the principles of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Moderation, facilitation. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he sent Mu'adh and Abu Musa al-Ash'ari to Yemen, he said to them, Yassira wala tu'assira, bashira wala tunafira. Give glad tidings and do not cause people to flee. Make the religion easy on people. 
and don't cause people to flee. Don't make it hard on people. And this is the principles of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. This is the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And what is better than what the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said is what Allah subhanahu wa taala said in His Quran: "Yuridu Allahu bikum al-yusra wa la yuridu bikum al-ghus." That Allah subhanahu wa taala said in His Quran: Allah intends ease to you. Allah doesn't intend any difficulties in you. This is the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. This is the moderation in worship, in order to take care of ourselves, in order to take care of our body, and also in order to devote a time for Allah and to devote also a time for ourselves. Hamdallah radiyallahu an. Hamdallah al-Ustiyah radiyallahu an. He narrated that Abu Bakr al-Siddiq visited him one day and he asked him about his condition and he said ya abu bakr laqad nafaqa hanzalah aw abu bakr i had committed hypocrisy then abu bakr siddiq said what are you saying he said by allah when we are in the presence of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he speaks to us about the hereafter and the jannah and the hellfire We feel as if we see him with our very eyes, but once we leave, once we go back home and socialize with the wives and uh, uh, play with the children, we forget all this. And a lot of these things slip from our minds. Then Abu Bakr Siddiq said, "Wallahi, I have experienced the same." Both of them went to the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and the Prophet asked them about their condition, and they told him, "Ya Rasulullah, we have committed hypocrisy." Then Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "What has happened to you? What's wrong with you?" And then they said, "Ya Rasulullah," they said the same thing, "Ya Rasulullah," when we are with you in your presence, and you talk to us about Allah, you talk to us about the hereafter, about the paradise, our iman goes up. The The battery of our faith goes up, but once we leave, we forget. Once we go back home and see the wives and play with the kids and socialize with people, a lot of these things slip from our minds. Then Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Listen carefully." Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "By Allah, if you are, if you remain in the same state that you are in while you are with me, what would happen?" He said the angels will meet you in the streets will greet you in the roads and shake your hands in your beds ولكن يا حنظله ساعه وساعه بالحنظله devote a time for your lord and devote a time for yourself for yourself and and and, and unfortunately people misunderstand the hadith they think that An hour to worship and an hour to disobey. Hashallah. An hour to focus in your ibadah and another hour to take care of your personal affairs. That's what Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam meant. Brothers and sisters, this is the footsteps of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. There is neither reward nor virtue in committing any innovation of the religion of Allah subhanahu wa taala. All the blessings and all the reward you get in, you get in by following the Sunnah and the right path of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And know, know that the point of worship is being fair to yourself.
The point of worship is being fair to yourself. One might ask, well, Rasulullah used to pray at night until the skin of his feet would crack. What about that? Rasulullah was the messenger of Allah. And there was a lot of things, a lot of things were only exclusive in Rasulullah. And he was shown gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by being forgiven, by being selected to be the best of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by being selected to be the seal of the prophethood. So this is the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's the first part of my khutbah. The second part I want to talk about the mind, because the mind is a part of your body and you also have to take care of it. And uh, aql, brothers and sisters, Islam considers the intellect or the aql, the mind, to be the most important thing on the five essentials that the Sharia came to protect. Islam considers aql to be the most important, the most important thing of the five essential things that the Sharia came to protect. So everything that prevents you from using your mind. Everything that causes harm to your mind is prohibited in Islam, such as intoxicants, drugs, pornography. Yes, brothers and sisters, your body has a right over you. And one of these three things that I just mentioned, and I actually, when I was getting prepared for the khutbah, I was hesitant to talk about it. But unfortunately, I was asked by some of you to highlight this problem, because it's becoming a major problem. This problem, brothers and sisters, is pornography. is rampant in our community, in our society. This is the problem that a lot of individuals will be embarrassed to talk about. But it's growing faster and it's becoming more serious and it's becoming bigger and bigger in and outside of our community. And with the growing, with the growing access to pornography online, listen carefully. They said, in a study that pornography is larger is larger than the revenues of the big technology companies the top technology companies like Microsoft Apple Yahoo Google Amazon eBay Netflix all combined it's even larger and these top technology companies. And the matter remains when more people viewing pornography online. But what people must, and for, just, for just their own pleasure, but for what people need to understand that these things actually can harm your mind and can leave a lot of psychological pain in addition to the effect in your body. Brothers and sisters, just look at these statistics. It's shocking and it's scary. Every second, they said, every second, more than $3,000 are spent on pornography. Every second, 28,000 people 
are viewing pornography online. Every second, there are 372 internet users typing in adult search terms in search engines. Every 39 minutes, a new video is being made in the US. What is more shocking, what is more shocking that the average age of the first, the first internet exposure to pornography is 11 years old. 80% of the teenagers between 15 and 17 years old have been already exposed to a hardcore pornography. Brothers and sisters, we must understand that this is a type of habit. When you start it, you will never be able to stop it. It's actually more harmful than drugs. Because drugs, you can get it out of your system. But these things are images in our memories. And the shaitan will bring it out when you are alone. The shaitan will bring it out when we are alone. What is more shocking? is that I personally received complaints from wives in this community and in other communities outside of the state of Pennsylvania to talk about this problem to their husbands. Some of them said, now we're talking about married men. Some of them said, my husband is spent all night in a living room or a dining room watching unlawful websites. Some of them said, I caught my husband watching these unlawful things on, on the internet. Some of the wives said, I don't even get my right from my husband no more. I don't feel the intimacy with my husband anymore. I haven't had it for a long time. Why? Because brothers and sisters, this material gives people the wrong expectation. Pornography like... All media is scripted. And the individuals who watch these things, the individuals who watch these things, they become accustomed to what they see. And as a result, they don't have only the unrealistic expectation of how their spouses should look, but some of them, they think that there is something wrong with their marriage. There is something wrong with their marriage. Just because if their intimacy did not reach to this scribe ideal, this is very dangerous. Extremely dangerous. And it has the potential to break marriages. Wallahi. This is the trap of the shaitan. Because the shaitan wants you to be stuck in a lake of filth. A lake of mud. Not a clean mud. A dirt. Filth. And he does not want you to get out of there. Brothers and sisters, if you let your eyes just wandering around, you're causing a lot of harm and corruption to your heart. And Rasulullah said, The glance is a poisoned arrow of the shaitan. A poisoned arrow. What a poisoned arrow would do to you. If someone threw a poisoned arrow to somebody else, it would kill you. It would kill him. 
And Imam al-Ghazali in his commentary in this hadith, he said, it is a poisoned arrow of the shaitan because the shaitan enters with the glance, travels with it faster than the wind. Faster than the wind. And then he said, he makes what is, what is seen appear to more beautiful than it really is. Delusion. And then he said, the shaitan transformed it to an idol for the heart to worship. It's becoming a habit now, a custom. And he promises a false reward. And he lights it with desires and fuels it with the woods of wrong actions. That distracts the heart, brothers and sisters. And it makes the heart forget the main point of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It makes the heart forget about its important concerns. And definitely the heart will lose the straight path. And definitely the heart will follow the desires. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, وَلَا تُطَمَنْ أَوْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا وَاتَّبَعَهَا Do not follow anyone whose heart we've made neglectful in remembering us, who, who follows his desire. It was said, brothers and sisters, that there is immediate connection between the eye and the heart. And some people, they said, the eye is a window for the heart. Is a window for the heart. So there is a connection between the eyes and the hearts. If the eyes are corrupted, the heart follows. It becomes like a rubbish heap that is full of filth and dirt. And if someone has a heart like that, then there is no room for the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no room for the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no room for the awareness of being in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala presence. Brothers and sisters, it's a serious problem. It's destructive to the soul, to the mind, to your body. And listen to this to show you how important it is and how serious Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said We mentioned this hadith a couple of weeks ago لَأَعْلَمَنَّ أَقْوَامًا مِنْ أُمَّتِي يَأْتُونَ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ بِحَسَنَاتٍ عَدَدَ جِبَالِ تَهَامَةَ بَيْضَى I know a group of my followers, my people, they will come in the last day with a lot of deeds. Deeds higher than the mountains of Tahama. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it as a scattered dust. And the Sahaba, because they were worried, they are Rasulullah, tell us, what, who are these people? And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ikhwanukum. وَيَقْطَعُونَ مِنَ اللَّيْلِ مَا تَقْطَعُونَ Your brothers, they used to pray at night also. They used to come to the masjid, they used to come to the halakhas. But when they are alone with the prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they violate it. So the salah, the recitation of the Qur'an, that's not for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because if you fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will never challenge Him in secret. You will never challenge Him in secret. How can we fix this problem? 
Number one is to lower your gaze. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, Tell the believers, men and women, to lower their gaze and protect their garter modesty. You know. Staring without restraint is disobedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine if you go to Walmart or any store, can you do anything shameful there? Can you can anybody go there and just spit on the ground or just steal something? No. Why? Because there are cameras everywhere. What about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching over you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching over you. So lower your gaze. The second thing is have muraqabah. Muraqabah. Know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching over you when you are alone by yourself. Don't challenge. That's actually the most beautiful time for you to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala some sincerity. That when there is nobody around, I will get up and pray to raqat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When there is nobody around, I can recite some Qur'an because wallahi, that moment of sincerity could be your, your ticket to the Jannah. And the ulama said sincerity is very rare. It's very rare. So a moment of sincerity could be your salvation in the last day. Also, think, think about, about uh, haya, modesty. It's a great quality. You know, it makes the Muslim, wallahi, it makes the Muslim shine. Shyness, modesty. And remember what Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu said. Just for anybody who's afflicted with this evil thing. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect me and protect everyone here. Just think about what Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma said. He said... The minute amount of shyness you have from the one in the right and the one in the left while you're doing the sin is greater in evil than the sin. You're laughing while you're doing the sin and you don't know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will do to you in the last day is greater in evil than the sin. Your happiness with the sin while you're committing the sin is greater in evil than the sin. Your sorrow because the sin passes you, or you didn't get a chance to commit it, in the sight of Allah is greater in evil than the sin. Your fear of the wind will open the door, will opens the curtain. And your heart is not disturbed that Allah is watching over you, is greater in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the sin. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله اللهم لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وعلمنا ما انفعنا وزلنا علما وصل الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد على آله وأصحابه أجمعين Brothers and sisters The topic for today was the rights of oneself Your body is amana Your aql is amana Your soul is amana And you be asked about all of them in the last day and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a command from the Messenger of Allah, is to take care of all of them. So take care of yourself. 
أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا ونصرنا على قوم الكافرين اللهم اجعل هذا الجمع جمعا مرحوما وتفرقنا من بعده تفرقا معصوما ولا تجعل فينا ولا حولنا شقيا ولا محوما يا رسول الله سبحانه وتعالى to enlighten my heart and yours يا رسول الله سبحانه وتعالى to honor us as he honored the righteous people before us يا رسول الله سبحانه وتعالى to save us from anxiety and grief يا رسول الله سبحانه وتعالى to protect us from inability and May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to place lights in our eyes and lights in our our hearts. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be sources of light. Ameen, ameen, ameen. Subhanahu wa rabbika rabbil azizah ma'asufun wa salamu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin wa aqim as-salam. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين Amen. Uh-huh.